0: to another episode of Pocket Law Talks. This is your host, Brad. Over across the way at the controls is Devin. How's it doing? And back after a, a few missed episodes is Adam. The one and only. He said he didn't like us anymore. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, Clearly. But... Because of today's topic, Adam is a huge, huge, avid user of TikTok.
1: Oh, yeah. Just got done using it, as a matter of fact.
0: He's decided to uh, join us for today's topic. He likes watching all them prepubescent dancing. Oh, rules. boy. <laughs>
1: boy. <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever been on TikTok. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you obviously, yeah. I know you were on Facebook at one point. Were you ever on there where you saw videos? Like reels? No. No. Oh, yeah, like no. Facebook or Instagram reels. Uh-uh. I'm no. not gonna
2: lie, Facebook and Instagram they have changed their uh, their algorithm because their reels have been really good lately. Like I've been preferring Facebook and Instagram over TikTok.
0: Yeah, they're they've they've definitely caught on to the game, and I think are maybe maybe catching up completely. Yeah. But today we're gonna take a look at um, the state of Montana and what they've done with with TikTok. They just passed a law where they've literally outlawed. The use of TikTok in the state of Montana. You know, the, the, you know, it's the bustling metropolis that's on the cutting edge of uh, <laughs> uh, social media. Uh, no offense, Montana. but Montana's um, beautiful. It is a beautiful state. It is. It'll be less videoed now because you can't use TikTok. That's to, true. To no TikTok video.
1: of Glacier National Park.
0: That's right. That's right. So we're going to take a little bit of a look at what TikTok, or what TikTok, what Montana has done with TikTok and... Um, the legality of that, what other states might be doing, and and what um, the law says about those kind of bans. So we're going to first start off by, uh, you know, addressing a little bit of the history of TikTok. TikTok was actually created by a Chinese technology company that goes by the name of ByteDance, spelled B-Y-T-E, like a, a megabyte. Yeah, yeah, or a, Like a gigabyte? Yeah, t- you know, tech... Tech-related type name. Yeah. Uh, That version was released and was called, is that pronounced Douyin? Douyin. Douyin? Yeah. (laughs) And TikTok was released to the rest of the world. Douyin was developed in 200 (laughs) days. Within a year, it had 100 million users. That's crazy. It was emulating the Chinese social media platform called Musical.ly, which was, at the time, a a massive uh, sort of... Social media outlet in America, like, I, Napster.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, like Napster. Yeah, Musically was kind of like Napster. You would just wow. I don't know what that is. You don't know I mean, what Napster is? No, it's probably some old ancient shit that nobody. Oh my!
0: Even used to no, it, it, Napster at the very beginning of like, I mean, when you have to realize music, you had to buy a record. Then you had to buy. Well, no, go all the way back. You had to buy uh, a. The hell are those called? the Big VCS tape. No, the, the music you had to plug in, it was like a cartridge.
1: Oh, we, yeah. Uh, what was that?
0: God, I can't remember the name of it. VHS uh, tape? No, you aren't going to have a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> way way predates you. This was pre-record. or No, actually, that was post-record. It was post-record. Record, and then whatever. I'm going to beat myself up. Laser that. disc. There was laser disc. Cassette. Cassette tapes. Then CD-ROM was like the big mm-hmm. deal. The first ever kind of streaming music service was called uh, Napster and Napster freaked out the music industry because they're like how the hell are we going to make money? Cuz you could you could literally download any song any song you want and it was 100% free. Nobody was making any money off I of
1: it. I may or may not have done that.
0: And then it, they outlawed it pretty quickly. Very quickly. Well so yeah, Doyen was getting more than a million
2: well, more than a billion views each day, and that's pretty crazy because it was developed just in 200 days, and it was literally just knocking off musically. And
1: that's like the number of listeners we have on this podcast. Oh yeah,
0: a, mil- we're, we're a way billion past that every day. Okay. So,
2: what's crazy though? Were, were is you
0: not enjoying our music lesson?
2: All, <laughs> all that musically did it was just like people like how there's a lot of dancing on TikTok. That's basically all musically was. I feel like towards the end it started. Uh, shaping into more of like people making skits and comedy videos and stuff like that but it originally started just for people to like share their dances.
0: And you know that caught on because it was a it was a different phenomenon than what was already out there social media wise, you know, Facebook was Tell us about while you're going to dinner or tell us about what's going on with your family. Maybe posting some pictures. Yeah,
2: well, it's less personal. You know what I mean? Like, it's more of just you showing off a skill of yours. And, you know, it's kind of like... A lot of people
0: became famous to could do backflips and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: if you're in the club and you see someone doing some crazy dance routine, like, you're going to be looking at it and being like, wow, that's crazy. Now you have that in the palm of your hand. So it kind of took
0: that life and... And they might just break that out in the middle of Walmart. Yeah. And so it caught on because it was something new, something different. Yeah, Um, it
2: wasn't that personal at all. Now, TikTok, it's an entirely separate, internationalized version of Doyin. And it was launched in 2017 for iOS and Android in most markets outside of mainland China because Doyin was only for China. TikTok was for, like, the rest of the world. It became available worldwide (laughs) only after they merged with Musical.ly because Musical.ly was a Chinese social media service. So TikTok actually ended up, buying well ByteDance dance ended up buying out musically and then merging tiktok with musically as a way to sort of like just consume that clientele and instantly already have like those consumers on board and with that they were able to kind of expand it even more and that happened on the 2nd of august of 2018 so right before my birthday TikTok and Doyen, so they almost have the same user interface, but they don't have access to each other's content whatsoever. Like it's not, it's kind of like how Instagram and Facebook—they'll have the exact same content. It's not like that at all. They are completely separated from each other. Their servers are based in the market where the respective app is available. So Doyen, of course, has servers in Beijing and all around China. TikTok has servers all over the world. Like the American servers are in LA. They have them in Paris, uh, London. Things like that. So they do that so that way they're more specialized in the area that they're in because what's going on and what is important to French people, Americans aren't going to give a single flying fuck about. Like maybe a little bit, but we're not going to care about like the parliamentary shit and like whatever's going on. I mean, they just had massive riots and we saw a little bit of that, but people in France are obviously going to know like what's really going on. Um, So trends are also different in different countries. So that's why... They're really like sectionalized. Like there, there obviously is that overarching hand, like that invisible hand, but they're really kind of uh, – they're more focused on their respective global region. So the two products are similar, but their features are not identical. Doyen includes an in-video search feature, and you can search for people's faces for more videos of them. I don't know how that would work. I don't know if you put a screenshot of their face in it or whatever, but it'll search up videos that have their face in it. Or take one
0: of their videos and then it'll.
2: Right. That's creepy. They also have other features such as buying and booking hotels, uh making geotagged reviews kind of like Yelp. China's really big on their social media's having multiple functionalities and American social media's are just now picking up on that trend, but that's why I think it's maybe it's WeChat. But WeChat is like the one social media does all. Like it's like Facebook, texting, Instagram, TikTok, all of that, all rolled in one, Yelp, all of that. Like you don't have to leave a different app. Because of that, the government has a lot of power because all of their user base is focused in the one area. Right. They don't have to negotiate with all these different CEOs and board members and countries or whatever the fuck it is. They literally just, whoever owns it, they torture them a little bit, and now they do what they want. (laughs)
0: So not too shockingly, the man that uh, referred to COVID as the China virus. Mm, uh, and drink Clorox. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very smart. Rid yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, It's a good, good medical solution. I know a few people that should drink Blorox. Yeah, well, Clorox. What's Blorox? It's the off-brand version of Clorox. <laughs> 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 so Trump decided to try to be proactive and tackle the uh, spread of this virus. Um, social media new phenomenon in august 6th of 2020 that's my birthday well in honor of you my birthday's before you i didn't know i was older than i you. want to
1: change my birthday now if this is something that trump did on that day
0: well he issued a, a, a the ever powerful presidential executive order that has mm-hmm. you know the power of until they're out of office um and it, in that order it would propose to ban tiktok transactions in 45 days if it was not sold by ByteDance, um, Trump also signed a similar order against WeChat application owned by the Chinese multinational uh, company tenant. Tencent. It's called Tencent, and Tencent is basically Tencent.
2: Every right. little every little like mobile game that you play is most likely owned or operated by Tencent. A lot of those games that are like money grabs, like you you got to pay to win, you put a shitload of money in it. They're all made by Tencent. Tencent is like I'm pretty sure the biggest like. App developing con- like company in the world, like they're fucking massive. Angry Birds. I'm. Did they make? I'm just making shit. Oh, I'm. I'm almost certain that they made Clash of Clans.
0: Oh dang! Yeah, I think that's right. I used to I used to play Clash of Clans. Yeah, I did too. I'm sure, that was out there
2: on the 14th of August, 2020. So about eight days later, Trump issued another order giving ByteDance 90 days to sell or spin off its U.S. TikTok business. So at first, he gave them 45, then he bumped it to 90, probably after some discussions about how 45 days is just absurd. I feel like 90 days is absurd to sell your baby, but, you know, he he wasn't playing no games. In the order, Trump said that there is credible evidence that leads him to believe that ByteDance, quote-unquote, might take action that threatens to impair the national security of the United States. This concern came because... They were aware that TikTok was being a threat, and that's because TikTok parent company, ByteDance, is known to have CCP ties. Any corporation in China has CCP ties. Um, the CCP is honestly who calls the shots, and they were rumored to be taking United States user data and reporting it back to Chinese operations through their parent company, ByteDance.
0: All this, it's throughout, throughout this podcast, we'll talk about this too, it's all, all these concerns are rumors. There's, an, yeah. there's really no hard evidence anything's happening, and you know, if you watch TikTok, it's a little hard to imagine what is being acquired from that. Yeah, what would be it, you, yeah, like, well, useful against yeah. When you
1: sign up for TikTok, do you have to give them, like, your date of birth and all that stuff? Yeah. So maybe but, they're selling that. I, yeah,
2: but, I mean, so is Facebook. Yeah. So is any of these other apps. I mean, Cambridge Analytica was a massive scandal. And when when uh, the TikTok guy was getting, like, belittled by the congressman and stuff, he mentioned that. And he was like, you know, it's almost xenophobia because... It's just because we're Chinese. Right. And do I think that the information is not being sold to the CCP? No, of course it's fucking being given to them. But what does it fucking matter if they find out that I live in the middle of a fucking Indiana? Who gives a fuck about Indiana? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the government did the best thing that they could do already, which was banning it off state and government devices. Other than that, I think it's up to the people to be able to decide if they want their information sold to a Chinese company.
0: There's... I mean, there's some sort of darker uh, allegations t- behind this, too. There's some there's some thought that they're using TikTok to manipulate our youth into being sort of brain mush. That's kind of him also putting on his tinfoil hat. I
2: think the big concern that people no, are... That, no,
0: that's up. out there. That's not something I made up. There's, yeah, so it's no, QAnon.
2: QAnon's also out
0: there. Oh, mean it's boy. But Let's, that's something that there are... Remember who the supporter of Trump's, Trump is, Yeah, right? I mean, that's who... They believe in these I think the government's real
2: concern isn't even the user data. That's just all a shill to make the people, kind of like an excuse to make the people seem like we're fighting mm-hmm. for you. The real thing behind it is that they're concerned about Chinese propaganda being propagated through America and making people less kind towards American policies and American views on things. So it just kind of goes to show that basically America is scared that we will see through their propaganda because we're giving Chinese propaganda because all of this shit's fucking propaganda. None of these people are telling the truth.
1: You can take everything that they say, mash it all up, and you'll find the truth somewhere in the middle. Everything on QAnon's true. Oh yeah, They're, they put chips in us. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. That sure. there's a every powerful person's in a child um, molestation ring. Yeah, child molestation ring, including <laughs>
0: Biden. It's all, all true <laughs> and tied to some pizza parlor. Or yeah,
1: some pizza place. So yeah, as a, a way
2: as a way to appease Trump. ByteDance allowed TikTok to sell a 30% ownership stake to an American businessman. Now, this wasn't a 30% ownership stake in ByteDance. It was for TikTok because ByteDance is a parent company of TikTok. Right. So this allowed American businessmen to own about a 30% stake of TikTok.
0: Was that overall TikTok or just
2: TikTok America? That was overall TikTok. TikTok is still one company. It's just very, like, sectionalized. So this was not enough for Trump, but before TikTok could be forced to stop operations in America, President Biden was voted in and he reversed the executive order Trump issued that would force TikTok to cease operations. As I said before, one of TikTok's global headquarters are in LA and they have them all over the world. So this is not just a Chinese company operating in America. It operates worldwide and curates the algorithm based on the differences of people and cultures in those respective countries. At the same time, those same employees are respective citizens of that country. Right, like the people that work at TikTok in LA are a bunch of Los Angelinos or whatever the plural of that is called. Like there may be a few Chinese people, but ultimately it's Americans,
0: right? And and, and they've been pro, proactive in trying to sort of head this off. So in 2020, ByteDance actually moved their headquarters to Singapore. To try to at least give the appearance that they were distancing themselves from the Chinese government.
2: Which is ironic because that's kind of meant for, like, the uneducated because Singapore is kind of like a city-state of China. So, you know, they still obviously have the fingers involved. But to your normal mundane person, they're going to think, like, oh, okay, so that's a little bit better. Right. Even though they probably can't point to Singapore on the map. Uh, I can't.
1: No, for sure not. (laughs) Absolutely not. <laughs> it's east of us or west of us, depending on which direction you're looking. It's we, both, I'm right? Pretty yeah. sure.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. the world is a, yeah. is a circle. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. So um, that brings us to Mata- Montana's new law. So there's been sort of this uh, uprising, especially in the more conservative states, of how are we going to tackle this uh, you know, impending danger that's lurking out there in the world of TikTok that's going to take over our, our children's thoughts and minds and all those kind of things. And so... One of the things, and Devin mentioned this a little bit earlier, that many states have done, even some of the more liberal states, New York, for example, is one of the first ones to do it, is they have banned the use of, uh, of the app TikTok on any governmental devices. So if you work for the government, you're provided an iPad, you're provided a mobile phone, anything like that, you can't have that device on your work phone. And I think there's some logic there. I mean, you don't, one, first off, you're being paid by tax. Payers. Right. You shouldn't be on TikTok.
1: Right. Anyways,
2: and second, I don't even care about that. Honestly, I know that the government ain't doing shit. I just think it's smart because if there's any sensitive data, right, that it's going to be on that phone.
0: That's yeah. That's the main actual reason behind it is if there's something that there's you know it's tied to employee that's dealing with secured information, higher level security rankings, things of that nature. Obviously, you don't want some app that's tied to a uh, you know what's probably categorized as an enemy of our nation. Uh, having some direct access to. So that's been out there. That's out there, I think, what was it, like 34 states? uh, Yeah, there's about 34 states. Um, Have passed that, and that includes uh, Indiana. Indiana is, interestingly enough, Indiana is the only state that passed that by a rule made by one of its uh, divisions. So... uh, That's sort of the start of regulation, if you will. But then Montana's taken to the next level. Montana's now trying to say, we're not just talking about government employees. We're going to talk about our everyday citizens and their ability to use uh, TikTok.
2: So, yeah, their new law prohibits downloads of TikToks in the state and would find any entity, an app store or TikTok. So, you know, this could be the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. $10,000 $10,000 per day for each time someone is quote-unquote offered the ability to access the social media platform or download the app. This penalty doesn't apply to users. So basically the, the wording is kind of vague. There's some confusion as it's uncertain who, as users who already have the app downloaded will cause their respective app stores and TikTok to be fined every time it is accessed despite already being downloaded before this bill was legislated. So, you know, if offered the ability, quote-unquote, can that be argued that it's just already on your phone? And by opening the app and the app allowing itself to open, which it's going to, is that breaking the law? Lawmakers also narrowly voided down a proposed amendment to the bill that would have broadened the ban to all online service services that provided data to hostile powers. That's and so
0: generic and broad. I mean, How do you enforce any of that? Well, oh, there would be no way... And we'll dive into the legal side of what Montana has done. But if they had passed something that says online services provided data to to any hostile power, I mean, think of – so basically any company that buys ad uh, data from Facebook that happens to have a headquarters in Russia or China or Korea, no, Facebook's gone.
2: So one unforeseen consequence of this is – if you, I keep up with geopolitics a lot. One thing China used to do, it was called like their war hawk mentality. Mm-hmm. The politicians and their like embassy staff, all of that, they would basically be fucking pricks to any American. Like when we, when our politicians would meet up with them, they'd be pricks, they'd be rude, they'd be like not willing to budge on their demands. Well, China actually put a lot of their like head war hawks to desk jobs, took them out of their job and put people that are more. Friendly towards America and don't give off that appearance. So as it appears, China is clearly trying to make some strides to mend that relationship. Now, of course, the shit going on with Taiwan is a whole different debacle. But by doing this and by saying that it's an obviously hostile power, that kind of shows that we're still treating them very hostile. And I don't know. I just don't. I I want a world where we're not like. At the risk of fucking nuclear threat every day, Like, like we should just fucking get along.
0: So, And early Montana's law now, as it has been passed, the governor did pass legislation, is much more geared toward penalizing the corporations as opposed to the individuals. Well, yeah,
2: just the App Store and TikTok itself. So regardless if it's an Apple or if it's an Android, that's either going to be the Google Play Store or it's going to be um, the Apple App Store. And I think Amazon even has an App Store now. Right, So.
0: Right. And hmm. it, So if, if those entities allow for that to be downloaded and they are caught, I think, what's the penalty? $10,000 a day? Yeah, a day. Each time somebody is offered the ability to download it. That's crazy. So Apple, Android, Amazon, but then also TikTok. Yeah. Can also be fine ten thousand dollars a day for every time someone is offered the ability, offered the ability. So that means what they're trying to do. The, what they're trying to do is force the app providers to just to remove the app as an offering. Yeah, but how do yeah. they
1: know if you're downloading it within Montana
0: versus right across the border? So we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump into the workarounds on. I mean, the workarounds are going to be easy. Yeah, I mean, you just can't do it. So what does that mean when you're putting a law out there? Going to get into the nerdy uh, sort of the law side of this thing. Why? Why uh, this show has the word "law" in it? Uh, <laughs> and talk about what happens when you pass a law that abridges the uh, Constitution. So, people, I think people have a real misunderstanding of constitutional rights and, and how they apply. The Constitution is geared toward your 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 rights, your liberties, all those kind of things. Are geared to protecting you against governmental action. So, people will say. When uh, Elon Musk does such and such, bans such and such on Twitter, he's violating free speech. Or when um, you know CNN uh, decides that they're not going to have uh, Trump's point of view on something, they're violating free speech. That's not true. The Constitution and the right to free speech is limited to government action. So if the government is taking action that limits those things then it has to go through a process of was that action legal or not that's the it's only when government takes action to we free, free speech do we have the implication <laughs> of the constitution and why is that obviously our founding fathers wanted us to be protected from governmental tyranny they didn't want a tyrannical government in control again and they knew the importance of maintaining, maintaining the ability for the citizens to freely be able to share their thoughts and minds Uh, was an important aspect of keeping the government in check. Correct. So if the government's going to try to put a limitation on the ability to have that free speech, then it goes through a pretty strict process. And what happens when they restrict freedom of speech, it is classified, the way the uh, Supreme Court does it is different levels of scrutiny. And the highest level of scrutiny that a bill can go through or a law can go through is called strict scrutiny. When they pass something that restricts free speech, it automatically goes the into government's burden, that category of so strict scrutiny. Scru- when a bill bill interest, has to go through strict scrutiny. And that compelling governmental interest must be fixed by that law, but it must be narrowly tailored to the interest. Correct. Or be the least speech-restrictive means available to the government. I feel like I'm
1: back in con law. It is. This is
0: con law 101. This is 101. con law 101. I remember the Professor Bodensteiner... Mm-hmm. Uh, so no.
2: what happens when the validity of a law is actually being debated? Like kind of like what happened with the abortion stuff and all their laws going on in Texas. Like they make an unconstitutional law and then it's moving its way up to a court system and the appellate court system and then the Supreme Court. Like when that, court, when that law is being de- debated, if it's a constitutional law, what, what happens to the law in the meantime? The well, debate is after it's passed. Yeah, Somebody yeah. has
0: to
1: bring an action. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, now.
0: let's go back to the sort of the birth of the bill. The legislatures, if they are well educated, are going to be worrying about can it pass strict scrutiny or not when they create it. Well, many of our legislatures don't know the first thing about right, so they don't. There might be a lawyer or two out there waving their hands saying, "Hey, this is going to yeah, be illegal," for but sure. they're one vote, right? And so they can pass whatever they want. So now, what what's already happening with the Montana is. The ACLU, TikTok has now filed lawsuits. Of course, um, I'm sure Apple and and and, and uh, Google, all those are going to join in on it. So what'll happen? There'll be a massive lawsuit saying that the First Amendment's being violated. Then all these other companies that have an interest in it will be able to appear on what's called an uh, as an amicus or amicus. You hear it Yeah, but ways. I mean.
2: When that is happening, not the process, but like what (laughs) happens to the like if say is, is I'm getting while that's in the Supreme Court, is the app store still being fined ten thousand dollars? That's
0: all it doesn't start there, it starts at a federal, it goes in front of a single federal judge, the lawsuit in front of an injunction, and that that judge will make a decision. They can ask for an injunction before the, the actual issue is litigated, or once the issue is fully litigated, that judge will make a decision and say. In this case, they'll write a very lengthy opinion, probably multiple dozens of pages. And I think they'll say, "All right, let's just let's just assume they say this violates the freedom of speech. This law is no good. No bueno." At that moment, the fines have to stop. They can't fine anybody anymore.
2: So, an injunction like pauses
1: the law, basically, or just when a ruling's made. Or just when a ruling. Started.
0: Either, either or. So that the, somebody can't ask for an emergency injunction while the case is being heard at the district level. The judge can issue an injunction and say, "All right, no more fines until I make a decision." If that case it stops there, and then if the judge makes the ultimate decision and says, "This violates the First Amendment," this law is this this law no good. That law stop. It's in a, no longer in effect.
2: How common is that for an injunction to be granted?
0: Uh, so injunctions are going to base, be based on what the level of harm, perceived harm is. That, I feel like that's a lot of perceived harm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could be. Because, just depends on the judge, too. Yeah, you're going to be in a Montana-based or a, in the federal circuit that has a Montana base to it or it encompasses right, Montana. Right, right. They'll
1: right. file it, though, in, in what would be the most liberal
0: Judge's court, they will, yeah, yes. and so there's a pretty decent chance you can pick which judge you get in yeah, a civil they're case. They're very like crafty that. about that. Oh, yes. that's a race, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a huge race to to see who can get in front of uh, uh, what what judge the, the the fastest, and and you'll see form shopping in terms of what's the political leaning that judge all the time. So yes, this will end up being they've already filed sued. they've definitely handpicked their judge. So in th- injunction or a decision against this law is, is likely. At that point, the law stops. So from there, then they, it's going to be the state attorney general for Montana that is going to be prosecuting or litigating for this, the state of Montana, saying, no, this is not a um Violation. unconstitutional law. And then it'll go to the federal circuit court, which is going to be a, a, a several judges, that will then check what the lower court judge did and decide whether or not to uphold it or turn it down. They can also deny hearing it at all. If they do that, the law just continues to stand. This type of an issue, because it's going to be such a such a big deal, likely the circuit court will hear it. Assuming that this the circuit court continues the ban, or it doesn't really matter what the decision is, either side's going to appeal. Right. It will then uh, be asked to be transferred to the Supreme Court, and again, the Supreme Court can de- do what's called deny cert. If they deny certification, then the lower court's ruling really is stands. the law of the land at that point. It's over. If they grant certification, the law, whatever the lower court decided still still con- controls. There won't be a, a law there. And then the Supreme Court will have the final say. And then so, Montana can try to go back and amend whatever's wrong. That's correct. They can change their law, try to make it better. So, Is like, there any
2: punishment that arises from them trying to create
0: no? an unconstitutional law? No. Let's just start checks and balances and... and They're not speedy, but that's the way it works. And, you know, I mean, you know, there's always in civil litigation, the ability to ask for attorney fees for, um, uh, you know, bad litigious reasons. But this kind of thing is not going to reach that level. Well,
1: I thought if you won, the other party has to pay your attorney fees. Not necessarily. It usually has to be frivolous. Something has to be done that shouldn't have
0: been done. And that's the punishment. So let's talk a little bit about what Montana is going to have to argue what is the compelling government interest demanding TikTok? Uh, well,
2: and and that's because you know the lawmakers, FBI, other agencies, they're concerned that since it's owned by the Chinese tech company ByteDance, that this could be used to allow the Chinese government to access information on American citizens. Now that I feel like they don't really give too much of a fuck about because American governments do that all, or American companies do that all the time. Of course, they're going to care about governmental people and their governmental phones, but. The average person, I feel like they're just saying that to try and get the average person on their side. In reality, it's that they don't want the Chinese government to push misinformation or pro-Beijing information that could influence the public. But TikTok says none of this has ever happened. And from my experience, none of that's ever happened.
0: And so the in, if you look back at the history of where the government has been able to effectively restrict free speech, it's, there's not a lot of history where it's been done effectively. But you think about Silly things like not being able to scream there's a fire in a theater, that that type of thing. Political speech. Political speech. Very highly protected stuff. Where they have been able to establish a compelling interest to do something restrictive is to show that there is a very high-level national security interest. So that's what Montana, I think, is going to have to try to argue here. They're going to have to try to argue that there's a national security interest to the United States that if we allow this... uh, Crazy TikTok to continue to exist. The uh, China the Chinese government's going to start getting information about us that could be used against our national interests, and but the burden is on the state of Montana to prove right, that. Right. And I just don't see. Yeah, I mean, I've been on TikTok enough to see what's on there. It's mostly harmless. A lot of young kids, quite honestly, doing stupid things, dances. There's some some cool stuff being done with AI on TikTok. Uh, A lot of memes, a lot of humor, but I've never seen anything anti-American. Right. Well, I mean, this is where the hypocrisy comes from, right?
2: There's the Cambridge Analytica scandal with Facebook, right? Right. And they got their ass ripped. They did. In in, in the core and in front of Congress and all that, but what – What never was debated was if we should ban Facebook. And this is a little bit (coughs) lesser-known thing, but more known in the gaming world. But when the riots in Hong Kong were going on, Hong Kong was asking for America's help in like 2020 or 2021. World of Warcraft, the massive online multiplayer game, um, they, they are very sympathetic to the CCP and to Beijing in general. And there were some of its like it has competitive gamers in it and they go and they play and they win hundreds of thousands of dollars and people watching these players play makes money for Activision slash Blizzard, the people that own World of Warcraft. Right. Well, some of those people, like some of those top gamers, came out and w- came out in support of Hong Kong. I'm pretty sure the same thing happened with Overwatch. Um Activision Blizzard basically revoked their ability to play Competitively for World of Warcraft. And they had it set to where if you said anything in the in-game chat related to the riots in Hong Kong or, like, support for Hong Kong or anything like that, you would be, like, banned from using the voice chat for, like, 24 hours. So this is already happening in American companies. Right. If you think these American companies don't have million-dollar ties with China, you're fucking delusional. So of course,
0: okay. I mean, there's such a huge population there that's got plenty of money to spend. I mean, exactly. Corporations are going to going to market and sell pretty much to everybody unless, you know, along the lines of something happens like Russia or, you know, you attract the Ukraine and then there's so much pressure being put on the right. outside that the, the companies decide it's bad business. To yeah, do they business don't want there. to be associated with them. Otherwise, they're going to do business there. Exactly. So
2: it's it's genuinely just because it's a chinese company and their main concerns of worry that they'll push pro beijing misinformation on one hand it's i people are stupid and they'll fall for it right i mean they fall for the QAnon shit a lot of people fell for a lot of the bullshit trump said a lot of people fall for the bullshit the democrats say like it's people really fall in the propaganda easily even though they feel like they don't if you're lot,
0: dumb
1: you're dumb
2: well just a lot of times you don't even realize it's propaganda
0: yeah. Well, and, and I mean, if you think about the purpose of freedom of speech and it, and the basis of why it is such a highly regarded uh, right that we have in our country, the ability to question your government is the you know it's it's what that's based in. It's the foundation of it. And if you're gonna okay. Say contrarian idea, contrarian ideas to our form of government can't be discussed. Right, that's so anti our government. It is. That's oh. how our country started. <laughs> or
2: just that even if it's not directly contrarian to what our government is doing or whatever, the fact that our government can curtail anything that we say in that regards uh, is it it just completely goes against the entire foundation yeah. of I free speech. I don't think speech. any of
1: it should be
0: limited. It undermines. It undermines it. Well, so I, I, I do think that – so step one in constitutionality of a statute like that is do that – is there a compelling government interest? I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to show that. I don't. I don't think they can – so preventing pro-China propaganda, that's free speech. Right. You don't like it. For sure. You may want to try to persuade people the other way, but that's why there's free speech. Other yeah. People can come in and say – yes. Take your horseshit ideas elsewhere. Right,
1: doesn't mean you can't talk about it. Still. You should be able to see all different ideas and make your own decision. Right.
0: If if, if they're going to try to say that the Ch- Chinese government is somehow using it to acquire information about um, America that um, is calling into question. Issues of national security. That's I, what
1: they're going to argue.
0: That, I guarantee it. And that could be found to be a compelling interest. Yeah, but, but
2: how if they've already banned it on state and government-owned devices?
0: Well, Man. that's the thing. You have to actually. And how the hell does Montana have the information to show that there's no what's happening?
2: There's no way they don't. I mean, you never know. They is, might pull some cards up their sleeve. You know, maybe something got leaked that we don't know about yet. You never know. I think
1: they're going to fail in the narrowly tailored.
0: I, I hope they fail genuinely. because banning the whole like app is not narrowly tailored. That's that's the second part of it. So let's. If they could show a compelling interest tied to national security, I think that's the only way way they get over hurdle one. Hurdle two is, is this statute narrowly tailored? And basically, they've eliminated it altogether. Yeah, that doesn't seem narrowly tailored. No, you could easily just say that it's illegal to download XYZ national security information.
1: Or you access
0: the app through a protected party or third party, which we'll talk about. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So... That's where this statue, at least in my opinion, has zero chance
2: of surviving. I, I agree. So the band's supporters, they say that Beijing could use the app to obtain the data of users in Montana. And they point to ByteDance's admission that some of its employees inappropriately got access to the data of journalists while investigating leaks about the company. This is not stuff that's unheard of for American companies. Not unique to TikTok either. Yeah, not at all. Like, this is not This is shit that happens. So it's like if you punish one, you punish all of them. Bernie really Madoff? I really wonder if other social medias are actually, like, concerned that this may also come around to bite them in the ass. Because, you, you, you know, you, you, the government overreach, it's, it doesn't start all at once. It's a little bit by a little bit by little bit, and you get accustomed to it, and yeah. they do it some more. So it makes me wonder if they're actually concerned or if they're like, oh, no, I'm American. I'm well, fine. Well, these
1: companies have hundreds of thousands of employees. You're telling me every one of them is an angel and not using the information or finding stuff or doing well, anything. things they with they it? Well, the
0: easy… Narrowly tailored, tailored fix that is—you have to give users an opt-out. Yeah, they can opt out of providing their personal information. Yes, which a lot of apps are doing now. Apple, Apple does it for you when you download an app. It'll it'll say it's it's questioning about. Don't track me. Do you want? Yeah, you can if you require an opt-out. That's a narrowly tailored solution to this problem. That would maybe survive constitutional scrutiny better a
1: firewall anything There's right tons
0: right.
2: of different ways so opponents argue this is government overreach duh and say montana residents could easily circumvent the ban by using a virtual private network vpn a service that shields internet users by encrypting their data traffic preventing <laughs> others from observing their web browsing and other activities montana state officials say geofencing technology is used with online sports gambling apps which are deactivated in states where online gambling is illegal now I feel like this is kind of like a an answer that doesn't
1: right answer the question. And and we're going to get into why. But a VPN, I think we should explain what that is. It's a virtual private network, correct? Yeah, yeah. Where your IP address goes through a third party, correct? Yeah, yeah. And I got we're going to talk about that just in a second. Just not right now.
2: Additionally, this can cause issues in border towns where one minute you may be connected to a cell tower in Montana and the next a neighboring state such as Wyoming or Oregon. And we're going to get into just in a second how that works, how the cell towers work, how VPNs work, how IP addresses work, because that's the key that links them to your location. And of course, as we mentioned, the ACLU, other free speech organizations are already sidling up for court battles. They and say I'll
0: use the American Civil Liberties Union. Yeah.
2: You knew they were going to get
0: involved. They, they tackle oh, issues yeah. like this all the all time. All the
2: time. And the state's attorney, attorney general said that he was prepared
0: for a court battle, and he's saddling up for it. So And so, yeah, And so when they get into that court battle, he'll be sort of the primary litigant representing the state of Montana, but then there'll be all these other entities that will enter and all have counsel, too. So first I'll talk about
2: what geofencing is, because they mentioned that geofencing— quote unquote, works with sports gambling. And of course, they think it works because they're not able to tell that it's not. Geofencing works by putting up an invisible, quote unquote, fence around coordinates, like an entire state, for example. Any IP address within those coordinates are banned from accessing whatever content that was deemed to be banned. So if it's a state that doesn't allow online gambling and you're within that state and your IP address says your location is within that state, you can't online gamble. Your IP address comes from two to three sources, your personal device you access on the internet has its own IP, as well as your own internet slash Wi-Fi. Additionally, the cell towers you connect to will have an IP that registers when your device connects to it. This, is, this allows them to triangulate the location of a user, kind of like when they're tracking someone who has a warrant or whatever, and they kind of figure out where he's at. Usually, that gives you kind of a loose general area of where the person is if they don't have their actual device IP. The cell towers you connect to, they'll have the IP that registers when your device connects to it, thus being able to triangulate the location. The more IP addresses you have, the more precise the location will be. Sometimes you can get an exact location within just a few feet if the signal is strong enough. All of these that I just mentioned are referred to as private IP addresses. There are also public IP addresses which you connect to every time you log onto a website, so like Google, Facebook, all of that, your private IP address is being connected to a public IP address. That's why and how they can tell which websites you visited. This helps your internet slash cellular service identify what website you are on currently, what you have been on, and that information is what Facebook, Google, etc. They scrape from when they do data mining to find out what you're looking at and send ads related to it in your direction. So your IP address... Is related to all of that. It's almost like your social security <laughs> tied to your phone that follows you around on the internet. That's how all our clients get
0: caught. Yeah, there are also public IP addresses that laptops, uh, computers, not not just cell phones. Everything. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah.
2: Everything that, tablets. that accesses the yeah, any anything that can access the internet has its own private IP address. Correct. VPNs work by shrouding your private IP addresses and you can set it to any cell tower in the world. Like the one that I use, I can bounce from Russia to, uh, to China, to Chicago. Like in a matter of seconds, I'm just clicking which cell tower I want. And there's specific big ones that will be able to give you a strong signal. The, the difference is the farther you are from that signal, you know, your IP has to bounce all the way over there, then bounce all the way back because you're uploading and downloading information and the, it, it can make you go
0: slower. V- VPN teacher, I have a question. What? So, uh, this uh, people under my age is probably going to sound ignorant. So, I'm connecting to the tower that's two miles away from me, and my VPN is then sending that to the tower that I choose. Right? right? How is it not knowing I'm still connecting that tower that's by me? Because you're no
2: longer connected to that tower. Basically, so you kind of do. You connect to that tower, but it kind of like mail forwarding or something. It bounces your
0: uh makes it look like you're not
2: Exactly. It shrouds what it looks like and it bounces your IP to connect to that other one. So that's why uh, a lot of a lot of people in America they'll use the
1: one in Chicago because you get the best service from that. Like, I can speak to this though. So I have a case that's on this right now and the guy was on a base without using any names. He was using a VPN and they were able to trace him back through Switzerland. And through another one, I think it went to Germany, then through Switzerland, and then back to the United States. And they were still able to find him. Yeah,
2: so it, it, it's a very long process. It takes process. a long process, yes. but they found him. That, okay. But there's another way where you can shroud that and it becomes virtually impossible unless, like, they're putting serious manpower and money into it. We'll get into
0: you're that. creating too. such a puzzle to enforce it at a level that you'd have to, to for this law, would be almost impossible. In my case, right. they
1: had to do a third-party request for discovery in Germany and then in Switzerland. Yeah, and I mean, can you yeah, imagine
0: probably. if you're trying to yeah. force you couldn't do it. But Against, against
1: everybody in Montana? Right. Impossible. Well, no. it gets even
2: crazier and it gets to the point where, <coughs> you know, it takes, this is why it takes years when they're trying to find the people who are doing like the black market stuff because of what, I, what I'll hit on here in Well, just let, let me ask
0: part. one more question though. Okay. So I understand now that works with uh, using cell phone data. So I'm connecting through my internet service provider, Metronet, Comcast, whoever it is. So you, whatever uh, I guess main port or whatever that your line is connected through you can choose a different one same type of technology so you would still have your private IP address that still exists but when you connect to a
2: cell tower or anything like that it shrouds your actual IP address Yeah but I'm talking hardwire
0: not so your yeah, la- yeah. your laptop connected oh. to a the uh, uh, um, internet line that's it's in cable, my case cable, too. Cable it, modem or it went uh,
1: back to Verizon. They had to do a third party request discovery. Yeah, to discover yeah. Verizon as well because Verizon yeah. will know. Like okay. you know, and they don't have an
0: invested interest into. And they're gonna have to track it to wherever yeah, you're exactly. you But then it if there's it makes, another one. It's yeah. You it, you it makes go them do her. all the legwork, so right. it's still gonna create a impossible chain for at this level. Yeah. Can you
1: buy a hardware device that scrambles your yes. IP address yes. immediately? Yes. Yeah. So I before actually before it gets to the modem or the the Wi Fi. So I actually have one on my laptop. Good
2: good VPNs. What they'll do is because sometimes the service, especially if it's a really far away tower, it can be it, it can cut in and out. And all it takes is for a split second for them to find your actual private IP address. And that's you're done for. Right. You know what I mean. So what my VPN does is anytime that the cell tower has less than like let's say like three bars of service, it cuts out the service completely. Like it cuts out the internet. Like I can't access the internet anymore. So that way, there's no ability of my private IP address to get put out in there and mm-hmm. then see that I'm accessing it. So this allows people to circumvent any restrictions and barriers put up, such as geofencing, which is why it doesn't work with online gambling. People that are in states that don't allow online gambling can still gamble online. That is why
0: people... I, did, I didn't know it until you
2: did this research. That is why people <laughs> right. in China and Russia use, because you know they have what's called the... The Great Firewall in Russia and China. And their internet is completely disconnected from ours. But people there still know what's going on because they use a VPN and make it look like they're not in China. So that's why they know – that's how they can watch Western media, Western movies. They know what's going on in the West. But I have a question.
0: Well, real quick, though. So when you hear about – they all say China, China, you cannot access anything on the internet. They can if they're sophisticated enough. It's not even sophisticated. Well – it, for your generation, but for probably my generation and older, you you just talked like a foreign language, all that stuff you just talked we'll about. Well, it's
2: about to get a lot more confusing.
0: Well, I know, but I'm saying there's probably a huge chunk, especially the younger generation in China, seeing whatever they want. Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: geofencing isn't restricted to a actual boundary of a state. It's impossible to do that, because they're using towers that have radiuses of circles yeah, across it, state lines. Yeah, so it's going to clearly cross
0: state lines. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's just based on, like, the general radius. But when I
0: travel, I cannot use my FanDuel sometimes, and it's angry. It makes me angry. That, uh, uh, that is a burden. So, it's yeah, a heavy fan, burden.
2: Uh, VPNs are not foolproof, because, like I said, they can disconnect, or, you know, just, just things can happen. Um, but it usually isn't worth the immense effort it would require to find someone for something as simple as online gambling or access tick now here's the second part you can also use <clears throat> torrents they are referred to as onion browser because it hides your computer's information and ip information as well and every time someone tries to crack it it just throws up a new line of false information hence the name of onion browser so kind of like how you said they went from germany right. to switzerland to et cetera, et cetera. every time that they crack the first code it throws up a new code Right. So it's like an onion. You're constantly peeling through layers, constantly going through layers, 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 and it's just giving you constant false information. Right. And even if it gave you the legit information, you don't know what's true and what's not true until you physically see that person at that location.
0: Well, yeah. It, so from a law enforcement standpoint, and this is creating like a massive jigsaw puzzle that would take a huge amount of resources. Exactly. Is there... I mean, is there a thought with artificial intelligence that they're going to be able to create uh, a program that can do all that manual tracking we have to do now in a more efficient way? Well,
2: so the, the FBI actually does. They have an algorithm, and kind of like how quantum computers, they sit there and they break codes all day, and they, you know, they we make extreme advances in scientific like inventions and whatnot. They have a similar type of thing at the FBI. The issue is every time they upgrade their technology by one step. Everybody else upgrades their technology by two steps.
0: Well, I'm guessing there's a reverse governmental interest. I'm sure this technology is utilized in spying and monitoring and the the undercover world. Oh, yeah. I'm sure every CIA
2: agent uses a VPN and a torrent at the minimum. There's more things you can use, but that's where it starts to get very
0: sophisticated. Yeah. So they probably only have so much interest in fixing this problem. I literally I don't don't right. You really know what I mean? That.
2: like, like Kind of like how you said, every person within a state's boundaries trying to find out who did it. The only time that they really go through the effort of like cracking this shit is if someone's on the dark web and they're running a massive dark web marketplace. Right. And even then it takes them years. Like the guy who ran Silk Road, if you ever heard of that, uh-uh. it was basically an online drug marketplace where you could buy any drug you wanted, any firearms you wanted. You could buy people. You could human traffic on there. It took them six years. To find the creators Good of that,
0: Lord. Is there more to our VPN lessons? There's not. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> so we've created. It, all right. So you've got hurdle one, which is: was there a compelling governmental interest? No, we don't think so. Hurdle two is there? Is this law narrowly tailored? No, we don't think so. So we think the law's out because it's unconstitutional. Then you got hurdle three too, which is it can be easily circumvented. Circumvented, and I, the one thing I wonder though. And the reason they've structured it this way, I mean, aren't I mean, obviously, Android and Apple are. I mean, they pretty much control the you know mobile device world, right? Right. right. I mean, they're going to know if their users are in Montana, right? That their that their home is there, right? Yeah, but they couldn't they just, out of fear of violating this law, not allow that. That app to appear in their app stores on those users. Well, the thing is, is it, it wouldn't appear,
2: right? And, and that's something that Apple would like have to do. They'd have to make it to where it wouldn't appear for these people within these coordinates. But then once you connect to a VPN, you would close the app store and say you have it in Chicago. And then when you reopen the app store, it now thinks your coordinates are within Chicago. You have no reason. Not. So if
0: your billing address is in Montana, there's no way if they move out of Montana, even on a trip, well, that they could circumvent because that, well, that's the thing store.
2: Uh, with with VPNs and torrents and all that, you're now anonymously accessing right. the internet. Like okay. they don't know who you are accessing right. the internet.
0: Interesting. So they're, they're, no they wouldn't way. be able
2: to find your billing address. They don't know exactly who you are.
0: So, I mean, that, that that goes to narrowly tailored too. now you're putting a burden on these companies that's almost impossible for them to comply with. Right. Because the technology is not there to rapidly identify yeah, where people no really way. are right. when they're using a VPN. Yeah, right. and
2: I mean, these are literally, you can download a VPN app um, you can download an onion browser for your phone. It's usually not encouraged to do that for your phone, just because uh, Apple ultimately has like the final say. So, and they can go and um, subpoena Apple or whatever, and uh, eventually get your information. But with laptops, it's it can be virtually foolproof. The only way that you could really get caught is if they actually seize
0: your physical laptop. Mm. Well, as we mentioned, there are uh, most other states have engaged in the. Um, process of eliminating this from governmental phones and devices that i don't think there's gonna be any question that'll be upheld i think there's a multitude of reasons to do it for one it's a governmentally provided device yeah, it can be limited. property well i can be limited to using your governmental purpose yeah, only right like, my there's, wife works for the state she doesn't use her cell phone for the state for anything right, really right uh, except for work related stuff there's
2: 32 states
0: that have those laws and indiana is one of them so that their government workers can't and the federal government's done it as well. Yes. They, they've eliminated it from federal government employees being able to use it on their own, on their government owned devices. And especially like army
2: bases and stuff like that. That makes like total that. sense. So, following state bans, though, this is what's surprising to me considering that uh, universities are pretty liberal. A lot of public universities have also opted to ban TikTok on campus Wi Fi and <laughs> university owned computers. And the list
1: of universities that have done that is staggering like hundreds of them. I think that makes sense. If you're using a someone else's property, I think they should be able
0: to limit it however they oh, want. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, and a scrutiny applied to a uh, quasi-public entity like a university is going to be different. It is not the same as a, a state um Yeah, because there's, there's no or, national
2: security risk with the university. It's, it's just different. a personal yeah, security yeah, it, risk. Yeah, it's different.
0: And it's their property. And you're going to see a lot of that, I think, well, I'm sure already – uh, university uh, are limiting things that can be used. They're going to start limiting a lot of things that can be used for AI and things yeah, of that nature. Yeah, so you're going to see that, that grow and grow. Um, There's
2: also other countries though, that have um, opted to ban or curtail TikTok. And I think it's kind of ironic that we're following in the same paths of these countries that I would argue are shitholes. So <laughs> one of those is uh, the Afghanistan's Taliban leadership, they banned it and the popular uh, video game PUBG, which is like a battle royale type game, citing that it wanted to protect young people from being the Taliban out. said that. Yes, well, because you know they're all about
1: protecting small children. Okay.
2: Well, they're all about like the purity and whatnot. They they want to keep their their values and you know their are they're hyper religious zealots. A lot of them. So <laughs> it's it, the, the Taliban specifically, not all Afghanistan's, but you know. That's, they were fighting a religious holy war, and they were blowing themselves up. So clearly and, – and they're willing to stone women to death for infidelity and whatnot. So that's that's the type of thing that they're mm-hmm. doing. Okay. India also imposed a nationwide ban on TikTok, but this was more of a petty reason, honestly. So in Tibet – Vengeful, at least. Yeah. They're, in Tibet, there is – uh, the border of India and China meet, and there's like a small Himalayas. Area, No. Not the Himalayas, but that is where the Himalayas are, is in Tibet. There's like this small area that really isn't owned by either country, and they're always fighting over this piece of land Mm because it's a very fertile piece of land. In the 1900s, there was like this massive battle that broke out, and a lot of people died. So they made a rule where you can no longer have firearms at that border. Both both sides cannot. They don't have firearms. Hmm. So just last year or the year before, a massive fight broke out. It was like 300 people total, just fist-fighting, Smacking each other with sticks. That's amazing. Rocks, just beating each other's ass, and they were—they're—it's mountainous, so they're pushing each other off mountains and killing each other. It's kind of fun. Like televised
0: it. Yeah. Like they're,
2: it's this is a serious battle that they have, and no one got shot. No, but they did get pushed off cliffs and fell to their death.
0: That'll happen. Old, old school yeah, that's, uh
2: That'll happen. So after that happened, um, they they imposed a nationwide ban on TikTok, and they they just could, to say. F you China. Yeah, kind of like a fuck you China. Yeah. It, it? They, they said it was for the privacy of its citizens, but this happened two
0: days after that right. clash happened. Yeah, so, just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it's just a coincidence. That's not a shocker.
0: So, uh, sort of put a bow on this. I think... Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and are an avid TikTok user, I think you can kind of rest easy. Montana, if you live there, you might get a little you're screwed. trouble with your service. We, we talked a little bit about maybe how you can do a workaround <laughs> while this thing's working its way through the court system. I think what you'll see is th- there's other conservative states that are going to definitely want to have bans like this. But I think what you're going to see is likely they're going to sit back and watch Montana take the battle. Because oh, this is expensive sure. for a state oh, for to litigate. Sure. It costs a lot of money. And so, but I I think here at Puckalaw Talks, our prediction is um, keep dancing, keep making videos, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. keep uh, building your audience, because I think uh, this law is likely to not be successful. I will be extremely
2: shocked and saddened, and it will say a lot about the state of our country if it does get passed.
0: There's no way. Well, yeah, it would be uh, just a, a huge punch in the stomach i mean I,
2: I was shocked that the abortion laws were
1: overruled so i mean shit can happen yeah don't get me started on that
0: well yeah, you know, i mean yeah that that's not a finished story yet either and that's a whole that's a whole different thing you're getting into yeah. state state rights and it doesn't involve right. not private companies a numerated yeah constitutional i understand issue that like. aspect of it i was just still very surprised that that actually worked well, there's politics at every level, including the Supreme Court. There's no doubt about that. But I think this one was, is going to have a tough what, time passing the muster to 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 stay for sure. Five. So for sure, my guess is by definitely this time next year that law's gone. Yeah, me too. So you think it'll take that quick
2: to litigate it? Take that quick? That that's only a year? I feel like this would be a, lo- a
0: drawn out. This is out one model. of those
1: things that'll get into the courts quickly.
0: Yeah, they'll expedite things like it. when there's a hot button issue. It doesn't really kind of make sense, but they'll give yeah. it priority because yes. it impacts multitudes of peoples and businesses and also the chilling effect it has on other companies and being fear, yeah. be fearful that, you know, yeah, we don't necessarily we'll want to innovate next. this. Yeah. Who's next? Well, we don't want to invent this next company because we're afraid this will happen to us too. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah. when it has that kind of chilling effect, they'll expedite it through the process. Yeah. I I think maybe even sooner than that, it'll, I agree. It, it'll be gone and it may, it may be one too or. Either the federal judge or the district court writes such a good opinion, the Supreme Court just says they're right. They'll, we're not, yeah, not going to touch it. Right.
2: As scary as it would be for like all the other social medias, can you imagine the massive win that they would have if TikTok did lose this? Because then well,
0: Facebook's quietly cheering for it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right.
2: Because they've they, they've ripped off all of their stuff, and now if they lose that competitor, they're basically going to be king dick of the market. Yep. B-
0: buy a stock in uh, Facebook Reels Montana. Residence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You to enjoy it for a while. Exactly. Well, that's been another episode of Pocket Law Talks. Thank you for joining us. We discussed the uh, new law in Montana. Hope you enjoyed that, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next time.